<laughs> the hilarious comedy crew are here again as they carry on camping and causing chaos and confusion wherever they go. So if you're losing and that pursuit far, then there's no need to worry, cause I'll be camping hard. Yeah, I'll be camping hard. again and welcome to episode 94 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pander. And we're bringing you another podcast from sunny Vancouver after Whitecaps training. And pre-season is back in full swing. They're back in Vancouver after being down in Tucson. And it's and a quick trip in Victoria. Yeah, if I, let's start off with that. I mean, the Victoria game. I, I'm using inverted commas around game because it wasn't really much of a game. Oh, definitely not a contest for sure, if you want to use that. I, I mean, six of the best from the Whitecaps. It was yeah. six going on 16. I, I mean, in, in years past, it's been really close. I Has th- it been a case that Victoria's got worse? Or is it just that this Whitecaps unit is much, much better than, than previous years? I think, well, before they used to always put almost a reserve team. Um, not last year, but the year before and the, in previous years like that. Uh, last year they did bring a, a few of the first team guys, but there weren't that many, and they were still getting used to each other. I think this year it, you see how close this team is in the chemistry, and I think that made a big difference on um, on on the result essentially. And the the, the players like guys guys like Rivero showed so much class. Uh, Bustos was like like all over the pitch, and they just had a lot more depth and a lot more players on the on the same page. I mean, the, the game, it was hard to take too much from it. But, I mean, you mentioned Marco Bustos there. And Marco, for me, had a great game. As did, as did Sam Adekupi and Pedro Morales as well. But it was mainly the young guys that really, really stood out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You mentioned Marco. Even Keons, I thought. Keons played well in an attacking role um, when he came on. Ben McKendry was here and there. And so I, I was... Cleo Clark set up that last goal, which was really nice to... Uh, coming down the wing to Keon. So there's a lot of good um, positives, even though, you know, you can't, like you said, you can't take too much away from it, but still a lot of positives coming out of that game. I mean, it's good as well that the Whitecaps keep going over there. I think that was the 10th annual game between UVic and the Whitecaps, and it's good for growing the Whitecaps brand on the island. Especially with the Highlanders going. Oh, yeah. I just wish it was... I mean, we didn't go over this year. We went over last year with our ferry ride from hell. And I, it would be it would be good to see... Another team in Victoria. Now that the Highlanders have gone, Victoria United's gone, the demand for top quality soccer there is really big and they really, really need to try and get a team somehow. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's hard to say. You say it's big, but why didn't they last then if they were so big? It's, it's World running costs. I mean, to, yeah. to have to, to the, travel to issue. and from the island constantly. That's the issue. I mean, that's what put us off going this year. I mean, the ferry takes so long, the plane is just... 
great, nice and quick harbour seaplanes, but so expensive. Yeah. Oh, well, the ferry ride's not that cheap either. No, that's true. But we mentioned Marco Bustos' performance there. Um, we caught up with Marco at training today just to ask him about how he's settling into pre-season camp, his first one as a signed MLS player, that game in Victoria, and his hopes for this season. Here's Marco Bustos. Uh, so, Marco, you're back in pre-season camp, but you were here last year. Um, how does it feel to be back now as an actual signed MLS player? Uh, it feels really good to have signed in September and been on the roster and since January 1st. And then uh, coming into pre-season, knowing what to expect, because last year was my first ever pre-season with a professional, in a professional environment. So now I know what to expect and it's a lot easier on me mentally and physically because I phys- came in physically prepped. So. And you've, you've had a year as well to basically get to know pretty much most of the squad. Does that help you like really settle in and you're not really the rookie anymore, you're not going to get your head shaved again, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it helps a lot. Uh, I mean, for me, when I when last year, a good guy for me was Nigel and Kenny. They really helped me get settled in with the boys. And now that they've gone, I've been good connection with uh, Pedro and all the older guys. So it's good to get your arm around one of the older guys and help them bring you up. So, What are your hopes for this season? Obviously, this is a USL team, but I know you want to get MLS minutes. Um, we were kind of speaking, and we, we've been told you've got a two-way contract, so you can easily go between the, the two leagues whenever you want. But what, what are your, your hopes and, and your goals for this season? I mean, anybody's goal is to play in, uh, in the first team. And right now, all I can think about is just training hard enough and working hard enough to play the first game like first game for me and getting in and making my debut and that's pretty much it I don't really want to look too much ahead of it but just to get my debut in. Seeing Kians get that chance down in Seattle last year I mean that must have just you must have just put yourself in his situation and thought how wonderful that would be but knowing that Robbo's given you guys chances what, what does that mean to you as a player to, to train all that harder to try and get your chance yeah no it's amazing because our our manager believes in us and us young players and to give us to get get him to give us the chance is is amazing and for him and him telling us and letting us know that the chance is going to come for us young guys and stay patient is something that you work every day for so now the but with the USL um, there's a couple of guys been announced today and there's all these guys that you that you know playing that as well are you? Have, you, have they told you yet? Because obviously you're captain of the under-18s. Are you still going to be playing residency games or is it more USL, MLS stuff? Uh, they have told me that I won't be playing residency anymore. So, well, and there's I no mean, one there to score goals <laughs> anymore lined up. Dario's going <laughs> stuff as well. Uh, so. um, I mean, it's good for the younger guys coming up. Yeah. U16s getting into that squad and showing what they can do. And uh, I think the guys that have graduated, me, Kian's... I guess Mitch and Jackson are good role models for those guys to come up and know that our manager up here gives us a, gives us young players a chance and they have the chance to come up. Now you played against Victoria on Sunday. Uh, outstanding performance. Like you got the goal, got the assist, and you seemed really comfortable out there. It's like you don't seem phased playing with all these other guys. 
<laughs> no, I mean, it all, it all comes with uh, who you're playing with, too, and we have a great group of guys here, and they make it so much easier when when everyone's available to come to the ball, and I just I felt really comfortable, and it was it was good to play in front of the Victoria fans and a lot of people, and it was it was really exciting. Now, we've seen you score a number of good goals for the residents, especially this year, but that goal seemed something special, a couple of little flicks and then volleyed home. Was that one of the best goals you've scored? Uh, that one and probably one I scored in the beginning of the season that you it's guys talked low, about. Yeah. yeah, That was one of my good ones. And I, one one was uh, against Portland when we went to Portland, and I scored from half. So that, probably those three. What was with that celebration there? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> <laughs> People got to know the name. <laughs> I got to get my name out there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure by the end of this season that they're going to. So good luck with the season, Marco, and we'll talk to you as the season goes on. Thank you. Very much. That's great. Cheers, man. <laughs> So a number, as you said, of first-team players travelled over to Victoria, especially guys like Pedro and Stephen Betashur, who are, are still trying to get their fitness back at the moment. One player who didn't travel, though, was David Eisted, and the goalkeeping duties were taken on by, well, Marco Carducci was injured, so yeah. the goalkeeping duties were taken on by Paolo Ternaghi, who finally got to play a game for the Whitecaps. A full game, too. Yeah, and basically didn't have anything to do. Yeah. And Spencer Ritchie had headed over as well, but David Eisted didn't go over. Now, David Eisted had such a good season last year for the Whitecaps in MLS, led the league in clean sheets, and it's hard to really follow up on that and improve on that, but, I mean, he's, he's focused, he wants to be better, and he wants to still play in every game. Now, Steve, you had a chance to, to speak to David at training today just to ask him how he feels camp's going and his time in MLS so far. So here's David Ousted. So David, uh, this is your obviously you're starting your second season with MLS. Um, overall, how has training camp been so far for the team with you know, all the changes and everything like that? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, everybody needs to to find their rhythm and get into it, and uh, I think everybody's looking forward to Portland to to get some games in uh, a little closer to the season and uh, and get that competitive uh, edge. Uh, so um, so far, uh, so good. Um, you've had a, quite a few changes with the the, the center backs in front of you. How is it going to be with the chemistry? Uh, is it going to be difficult to get that? Or is it a good thing that Watson came in six months before, so you got a little bit there? Yeah, no, we need to, of course, figure it out. It's about getting to, to, to know the guys uh, you're playing you're playing with, and uh, and we'll get there. But we've had so many games this year that I don't think we're going to uh, play the same center backs in, in all of them. I'm quite sure we won't. Uh, so it's about, as a group uh, of defenders, of coming together and, and doing the right things. And uh, we did really well last year, the whole group of defenders, and I think we've got uh, a group this year that... Uh, has the equal uh, chance of of of, um, of performing like we did last year. So, 
Um, I'm looking forward to, to getting some more games with him and, and getting into the rhythm. Is it important to have a guy like Ka who's got some MLS experience and also very vocal on the field, um, on that pitch with, with, with the guys? Definitely. Ka's come in here uh, with a big smile on and uh, like you said, a lot of co- communication. Pa knows how the uh, how MLS works and, and how uh, a lot of defenders will and he can help out the young guys as well and, and the new guys um, at his position. So uh, he's been a, a, gr- a great acquisition for us and um, I think everybody's happy to, to have him here. Um, when it comes to MLS, uh, like we said before, it's your second full season starting up. Is there anything still uh, strange about MLS that yeah, you're still getting used to or is everything like, you know, like uh, the travel or is anything yeah, else like no. that? Well, I'm used to it now. I've tried it for a full season. I know how my body reacts to, to certain things. Uh, you know, and having a... a week, seven day, ten day trip uh, around the States playing is, is still uh, something that I think is hard for, for, for anyone. Uh, but no, I know what to do now. I know how to treat my body to, to be able to perform every week. You led the uh, MLS in uh, clean sheets last year. Um, is that something you're looking forward to uh, even getting better at or in, in with the, you know, with another year under your belt? Um, for me, it's most important that we win. Uh, I'd say I'd love to uh, keep clean sheet because it, it helps the team out, but uh, I'd much rather win 2-1 than, than, than play 0-0. Uh, it, it's not about the individual uh, um, in this, it's about the team winning. If I can uh, keep clean sheets and we can win that way, I'd love to do that, but uh, I try not to set those kind of goals. I try to set the goal as I want to perform uh, to the best of my abilities uh, and, and help the team out as much as possible. And are you looking to maybe double your assist mark from last week, uh, last year? Sorry, the, that, get, that, get some that, that would be nice, yeah. I think I need a couple more assists this year. Yeah. Okay, thanks a lot. No worries. That was David Osted um, with his thoughts on camp so far. Michael, what do you think uh, his prospects look? Do you think he, there could be a drop off, or do you think he'll just keep continuing to rise? I think his level is still going to be the same. I think what you've got to factor in is familiarity of the defence in front of him. As he said, the chances of you having the same centre back pairing for the the whole season is slim. As we know, Vancouver has just got a bit of a nightmare when it comes to centre backs. Anyway, we always seem to have injury the problems. Come injuries or suspensions at the wrong time or international call ups. There's going to be two. But I'm confident that no matter who plays there, then there's going to be a good understanding. Unless you've got something like Ka and Waston both out. Yeah. I think you need to have one of those two guys there for that central defensive pairing to be really strong. They're both really vocal. Ka's fantastic. I mean, he's just... He, he's just great. I mean, I, I love Andy O'Brien. Everyone knows that. But, I mean, Ka seems to bring a different level onto the pitch in terms of vocalness. And it always boils down to, anyway, like, as long as the White Cats can score one more goal than the opposition, it doesn't really matter how good a season David Eisted has, as long as they can just score that extra goal. But I, I think and I expect to see more of the same from him. Yeah. And one of the vet- key veterans on that back line that is, is going to help with the transition is Jordan Harvey. Um, he wasn't at training today. Uh, this is obviously Tuesday we're talking about. Wasn't at training today because he's the MLS representative for the players, for the team. Um, we're only speculating that maybe he's part of some kind of uh, 
negotiation maybe but we're obviously getting to crunch time right now for the cba talks um there's been very little talk in the public realm when it comes to you know what's going on with the cba yeah and i mean just 18 days to go now until first kick for the caps so that that could be a positive thing because of the fact that you know whenever things go quiet that means they're close and they don't really want to ruin it by posturing and and getting people on their side um, what what are your you, you you know you were kind of here and there with wh- how the CBA is going. What are your what what are your thoughts? I I'm not overly confident. I know like they've brought a mediator in, and and you you feel that that is actually a good move. And the fact that it has gone quiet just now in the media, you're you think that is a good sign. Whenever they get, whenever things get close, like whenever uh, they, they don't, because when you get people talking is when they're far apart. They know they're going to strike, and they're just looking to get people on their side. So they're trying to get people, you know, the, the owners are saying the players are greedy and, you know, some they want people to side with them. Uh, they want the, the players are going to be saying stuff and so they want sup- the fans supporting them. So essentially when things go quiet, that means they're not really, maybe they're close and they just don't want to screw anything up by talking too much. I mean, let, let's hope so. To me, it's not looking good. And I back the players 100%. If oh, there's so a, do I. If there's a lockout in this and if they go on strike, they, they are fully justified to do so. You have to raise, to, to keep the best young players in the game in North America, you have to raise that minimum salary. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got players like Dario Zanata's just left the Whitecaps residency programme because he can get more by, by playing overseas. And we've seen a number of players leave Alex Canada. Garcia. Yeah, I mean, to, to go and do that because even playing at the low level, they can get more money than what an MLS contract would offer. So who knows what a, a low-end NESL or USL Pro contract is, is going to offer. So uh, the, those are Michael's thoughts. We had, a, uh, in our previous podcast uh, with Zach and Slamo, uh, we uh, spent some time talking about the CBA. Unfortunately, because of time, we had to cut it out of the previous podcast. So take a listen. Uh, this was recorded uh, about 10 days ago uh, from today uh, and see what the, we had to say at that time. The CBA, obviously, the talks are going on. There's people saying they're closed, people saying they're not even in the same ballpark. Uh, the players want free agency, which I think they should get, especially after a certain age. Um, when you're like, you've put in like four or five years into a league, you should be able to go freely wherever you want and not have to deal with re-entry drafts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Your guys' thoughts from what you've seen on online and what you've heard from, because some people, some players have said some stuff. And uh, obviously the the league website and and obviously the team's websites they're not talking about CBA at all, but other the players are. So what do you guys think about that? Well, March, April, and first half of May, it's not going to be that big of a deal, right? Because you'll have the you'll have the fans who will be there no matter what, right? Once you start to get in the second half of May, June, you start to get those games where you know not so much fans, but the, I go to three match a game or. Uh, three match a year, two match a year to sit in the bleachers in the yeah. sun, blah, blah, blah. That will impact that crowd if they start getting into May, June. To me, it's, I, 
I, you know, I hope they don't strike, obviously, but if they do, they've got to be quick about wrapping it up, right? Because if it goes into the summer, that's where it will. I, I personally think it, hurt, it would hurt if they do strike. I think it hurts the MLS more. And as opposed to the players? The, I think the players will obviously miss their paychecks, mm-hmm. but like, especially the guys that are making 40000 how much is a paycheck then, right? Anyways, uh, they're obviously getting supported somewhere else too, right? So um, I think it hurts the t- league more because the league is still young. It, it is finally starting to grow. And with Orlando and you're getting players like Kaka, you want, you want to, yeah. you want to get those guys on. TV and you don't want to strike to keep them on the sidelines. It, it's a tough one, right? Because the players are looking at it and going, okay, TV deals, got these mm-hmm. world-class players coming in, right? Like guys that will sell jerseys around the world with MLS kits, right? And that sort of thing. So the players are looking at that and going, this is our opportunity. But at the same token, well, it is the opportunity. But if you mess it up, it, it's gone, Right. You don't get the opportunity over and over again, right? So they've got to be careful as well. Like the players don't want to blow this opportunity to have the league because it's like it's you're looking at the MLS All-Star game. I know we can debate whether that's worth it and blah, blah, blah. But that's a quality team, the MLS All-Star team, right? When you look at who's going to be on that team, like that's a legitimate squad, right? You know? League one side at least. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a CONCACAF winning team <laughs> right so, I mean it's a quality team we've got quality players in this league for the at that level for the first time ever yeah. right you know so they can't really blow that and they can't take it for, for granted or or push you know against that too hard so it's so Zach your thoughts on CBA 30 seconds or less I'm just kidding no so I, I don't I'm yeah. Obviously, no one wants a work stoppage. Uh, for me, honestly, I find it. I'm finding it like I'm excited for the new season, but I'm like, and I, I don't know, like the things are on my calendar and whatever. But like, like Mark, I was talking. I was talking to Brett Burton yesterday about this, and I was just like, I'm like, not like I, I'm not as excited about March seventh as a day that the season's going to begin. I'm just I'm excited for the season to begin, but I'm not like I'm a little bit pessimistic. But maybe that's just because. You know, I would have hoped that there would there would be more dialogue or more public dialogue or more, more public kind of knowledge of what's going on. And and yeah, I, I, and sometimes I, when there's public dialogue, that means they're just wasting time and trying to get the public thing, and they true. know it's going to go. So true. No, the, I know, sometimes I the less you hear, the better. No, I know, but it's, if you look back at the last year and all the posturing that MLS did, yeah, it was pretty annoying. Yeah, like just have them come out and say, "Oh yeah, we're we're losing," you know, in the one sense, we yeah. have, here's our TV deal, and by the way, we lost seventy five million dollars last year. Right? And then, like, it was and then the Whitecaps buy October Rivero for whatever million, million. And, 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 and yeah, Javinko coming in, totally. and, 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 that, and that's because MLS is a shell game, right? Because yeah. they yeah. Have, it's more than one thing, so they can say, "Oh, MLS has no money, but the whatever it is, some or whatever has all the money, or whatever, whatever yeah, the group's yeah, called." Yeah. Or whatever. You know, like it's so it's. It's not, it's not, this is the whole thing is not exciting to me. And I think, yeah, like you said, Slamo, there's damage that can be done that it's almost like you can't go back for some people, right? Like, yeah. I'm not a ice hockey lover, you know, at this point in my life, but I know when you listen to people talk about those things, those stoppages that have happened, you know, for some people, it totally changed their involvement. Oh, it did for me. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really, I don't think it was that. I think it was also the style of play, but those things, two, two combinations, I, I stopped following it as much as yeah. I used to. Having said that, I think I naturally w- would 
support and stand behind the players in any in any kind of dis- this, dispute with this the, is the one league I think like usually in other stoppages and whether like you talk about football baseball yeah, whatever millionaires millionaire, so yeah, yeah so you're 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 kind of you really don't care about either one no I think this is one league where I think the I think the majority of fans would be behind the players because you got a lot of players that make under a hundred thousand yeah. dollars and and they're putting their you know you know bodies on the line to play. <laughs> entertain and there and and then there's people who say oh no but that's their job they sign up for that whatever which to me like as much as I as much as I'm, I don't I'm not a big fan of capitalism and you, you talk about you get what the market bears for you or whatever like yeah. you know, all these things they all come into that conversation but like yeah I think when it comes back down to it, you you can say oh that person you know has a good life or whatever and they're, they're doing this for a season of their life whatever but then you have to stop and say okay what what how much money is being made by these other people, right? Yeah. And yeah. like, it, obviously, they're not going to have like an equal share of that, but it should be somewhat relative or somewhat fair. And so, when you when you know some of these people are making a lot of money, it's kind of hard to say, oh yeah, let's the the players should they should shut up and just live with it. Yeah. And you got players like uh, Greg Klozura and other young players who don't you know would rather you know better off going back to education and and doing something with like that instead of living off forty thousand. The thing is with MLS too. They they should be a lot better financially because they don't have to support Chivas USA this year either because that team's gone. So they don't have, they have one team they don't have to support that put money into that team. So I think you know overall it should be it hopefully should be worked out before opening day. And it, I think for the players, especially the uh, the lower paid players, it, it works out better for them. So who knows how these CBA talks are going to, to play out. I, I just hope they can get something done. And MLS, they're really going to want to have something done. When you've got Orlando City and New York City coming into the league, players like Kaka, the attention of the world focused on that, Man City fans in England focusing on, on, on New York City. Oh, I'm sure they're totally focused on that. Oh, I mean, this, what, what else could they be focused on? But um, MLS want to get this done, but the players are quite right not to give something up. One thing I thought is really good about it is that top players like Michael Bradley, on $6.5 million a year, they're backing the players and they're like, yeah, we agree that the players at the bottom end should go on strike. And if you want to attract top players to MLS and keep top young talent in MLS, there's all these things, free agency, decent wage, it all has to be addressed. 100%, yeah. And because uh, well, one thing is well, Kenny Miller, like for example, a guy like Kenny Miller or Barry Robson, when they first came over, because they were playing with like, like lower end players that weren't very high quality, they were getting frustrated constantly. These guys that come over from Europe, they don't. They want to play with players that have some talent, and you have to keep that talent in MLS, like you said, the young talent, and cultivate it, and not lose it to Europe and everything. So you essentially have to give them somewhat of a reasonable pay. And the thing is, as well, you want to bring players over that are also going to be patient yeah. and want to coach and want to help develop the young talent. And the Whitecaps actually have someone in their camp right now in Robert Earnshaw. The Welsh international, experienced galore. He's played in the Premiership. He's played in the Championship. 
He's played internationally for Wales. I think it was 58 caps. He knows Robbo really well. And he he's a player that's at the stage of his career now where he really, really wants to help develop the young talent. And the Whitecaps desperately need someone in the strikers department. After Kenny Miller's departure, there's no experience in the just sole strikers department to help our young talent develop. The likes of Hurtado, the likes of Mane, Caleb Clark even. And even Rivero, who's despite being a DP, is still a young player. I'm sure he can learn a lot from a guy like Earnshaw. Oh, totally. And Earnshaw wants to impart the knowledge that he's got. Now, I had a fantastic chat with Earnshaw last week at training. It's a bit long, it's 12 and a half minutes, it was a bit of a mammoth chat. You might have read it in written form on AFTN, but we want to, to play it in its audio glory now, just so you can kind of hear the desire and the passion that Earnshaw has to be with the Whitecaps and also to, to help bring on the young striking talent that we have here. So here is Robert Earnshaw. You can hear the offbeats pound as they raced across the ground. And the clatter of the wheels as they spun round and round. And he galloped into Market Street, his badge upon his chest. His name was Ernie, and he drove the fastest milk cart in the West. Ernie! And he drove the fastest milk cart in the West. So you're in camp with the white caps. Robbo said it's a bit of both, but you trying to get some match fitness and also that he can have a little look at you. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hang around if, if things work out? Well, I mean, it's it's too early to say, um, but uh, you know, it's it really it comes down to when we sit down and where we are at that at that moment. Uh, how long that's going to be, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, I'm just trying to concentrate on. Um, for me, coming here was about uh, you know mainly about getting fitness uh, because you know I'm probably ten days to two weeks behind everybody else. You know, so I I started last week uh, where everybody else started. Uh, you know, before that, so. I'm, I'm kind of catching up uh, this week, today, uh, felt much better. Um, so it's really just trying to creep up on everybody else's fitness, and uh, but uh, it's getting there. You know, I'm, I'm pleased for uh, how last week went. Yeah, Arizona, I, th- I thought, was brilliant, uh, very good for me, very good for the, for the team. And just to be around the guys and uh, get a feel of the ball again um, and really just pick up my fitness slowly. And I, I, I actually felt better every day. Um, up to this week, so um, it's just that progress. Now th- this is the third club you've been with in, in MLS now. How have you found it here compared to what you had in Chicago and what you first found when you came over to Toronto? I think every team is different, uh, definitely. Uh, I think just different philosophies, different ways of working, um, little details uh, you know, are different. Uh, generally, the, the whole uh, package is similar. Uh, because MLS has great facilities, Every, you know the teams uh, really have a, a great um, platform to, to play in, to train in. Um, so that's very good, you know. So that's what I enjoy, um, and it gives you a chance to to get better on the field. Then you know because you you're not worrying about uh, certain details that are kind of missing that are, uh, are critical to you know once you go out on the field um, but uh, you know things are good you know I, I've, I've enjoyed it here so far you know I've, I've been here uh, what is it you know just over over a week and a half and um, I, I'm very pleased with how the team has worked I think there's a good group here um, I like the players that that are here you know good great ability um, I, but very young you know so it's very early to say it's very early for me to say you know this is how it is and this is how they are because you know it, like it is it's, it's they're very young very young uh, not a lot of experience 
um, and needing that experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that that's the thing. I I've been hoping that Rob was going to add somebody that that has got experience. And with what you've you've done in England and obviously Welsh is international scene as well. You're, you're what the club needs. You need we need an experienced player up front. How how would you feel about kind of taking on a kind of mentoring role here? Um, it's funny. Um, I can't talk about being here because uh, yeah, you know I'm, I've not signed a contract, so it would be it wouldn't be right for me to say you know this is how it is or this is what needs. Um, that's that's for Robert to to decide. Um, but um, I've definitely found myself over the last two or three years um, in that role. Anyway, um, I, I find myself talking more. I find myself giving more advice. Um, I find myself uh, giving what I've learned and what I think and and how I know uh, maybe in it, more inexperienced players. Um, I find myself kind of going into their minds a little bit and saying, you know, I know you were thinking this, but you know, have a think about this and and, and giving advice. So um, I found myself just naturally going into that role anyway. So you know, I, I'm definitely at that stage where, um, and I'm more open to, you know, I want to give out. The experience, you know, because there's no point in me playing for. This. I think this is going to be my 18th season. Uh, you know, I'm, I've still got loads of energy and uh, I want to play. Yeah, uh, but in the secondary role, uh, when you get to a, a certain point where you've gathered so much information, you find yourself. Um, you know, it's it's natural for me to to give that out. You know, because I feel that um, you know the reason I've played 18 years is because I was willing to learn. I was learning off, you know, I can roll off uh, so many players that, uh, you know, real, real big influence on me and I was picking their brains, asking questions. And for me, um, if that wasn't the case, I I probably wouldn't be playing here now because I I wouldn't have learned, you know. So, again, you know, it's it's not for me to, to say about this team yet. But um, I'm definitely, I mean, even here, you know, the last 10 days, I found myself just wanting to to give out um, the experience that I have got. Um, And it's only, I think it's only right for me, you know, because I I enjoy that. You know, I enjoy um, if somebody comes up to me and asks a question and, or, you know, what about this? Or or what was it like playing in the Premier League? Or, or, you know, all these different questions that have popped up over the last 10 days or so. Um, It's, I, I enjoy, you know, if somebody else can learn off me, if if, I, if that's possible, um, and giving out that info to them, so they can get better, you know. And uh, I really enjoy. I really enjoy when I can see players really develop on the pitch and and really uh, like teammates around me. They, you can see the, the the enthusiasm to learn, but then they actually get better on the field, and you actually see it. I think that's a, a really uh, it's a great thing, especially when you're a teammate as well. I think one of the greatest things I think you can give out to a teammate is uh, give them confidence, but uh, you give them uh, an experience or, or make them better. Um, and that's what I enjoy. You've scored goals everywhere that you've been. I, I remember you, both your spells at Cardiff and Nottingham Forest. That's the ones that really stick in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you've scored goals in MLS as well. How, how did you find MLS when you, you came into it? I mean, you've, you've managed to get goals here as well. Um, I, I found it, um, it... I think it took... it. I mean, actually, I I really burst onto the scene really because I I scored in my first game and then scored in my second game and I've, I've uh, I got a few goals and I've, I've I've enjoyed actually playing in MLS. I think um, physically it's very demanding. Um, I find myself uh, really having to use uh, the cleverness a lot more. 
because I think that's one of the key things. Um, you know, sometimes I find myself not so much in, you know, really getting up and down and running here, there and, and running a million miles all the way around. It's actually, I find myself really trying to think about what's happening on the pitch and, and finding my space. And, uh, and that's one of the key things that I've, that my, I guess my experience is what has found me goals in the MLS. Uh, so that's been good. You know, I, I've, I've really enjoyed it and uh, it'd be great for me to, uh, to, to carry that on and, and carry on scoring goals. What was it that actually made you decide to come over here in the first place? Like to, to MLS? Um, I just, um, at the time, I, I thought I, I needed a change. I needed um, to experience um, football elsewhere. Um, I think, uh, you know, for me, it, it, to develop as a player, and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe going to coaching one day, I don't know. But uh, to develop uh, as a footballer, I needed to experience it in different uh, different settings, different mentalities. Um, so I went to Israel. I played in uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv. Uh, that was great. Uh, you know, in the, the three or four months I was there, it was like um, it was like uh, definitely a great thing for me. You know, I actually learned probably more in the three or four months than I probably learned in um, four or five years uh, playing in the UK. Um, and that's how much you know I. That's how that's how rapid it was, um, and I also I, I wanted to come over to MLS because I enjoyed the league. I saw the league. Uh, I, I, I I've seen it over the last few years developing. Uh, I've seen you know very good players playing in the league, um, and it's a very good league to play in. You know, um, and it's I think people are taking notice of that now. Uh, but uh, you know I took notice a few years ago. You know, so that's why I came over, um, and it's. You know, I've enjoyed it. You know, everything that uh, I'm experiencing over, over in the league um, is what I came to 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 experience. You know, and I've enjoyed it. And I, but like I said, it, for me, it's not about you know turning the the switch off. Now it's you know I, I want to get better. I want to I want to score goals. I want to you know play for as long as possible. Um, and I want to still enjoy it. I, I still enjoy playing football. I still going out there, and you see today we're doing the running. It's tough. It's not nice. <laughs> you know, it's horrible. Uh, but it's what you're there for. It's what you enjoy. It's you know, it's part of the game, and and that's you know, getting fit, and, uh, making yourself right, kicking the ball. You know, all those all these things is is everything I enjoy, and that's why I'm I'm here. Were you surprised when Toronto didn't keep you on after the season that you had? I mean, you were the guy that was getting the goals from. Did it come as a shock when they? They didn't keep you on for the second year. Uh, not really, not really, um, because I think traditionally you the the Toronto always um, change the team, ch- uh, change the managers, you know. So it was half expected, um, it, and I, you know, it was just a case of whether we agreed or not. You know, at the time we didn't agree a contract, we didn't we didn't agree terms and everything. So it wasn't right to to, to stay, you know, and also. Uh, with the the players that they brought in at the time, um, it it you know I didn't fit in to the, you know the salary cap. I mean uh, the salary cap is what it came down to. I think maybe if it wasn't for the salary cap, maybe I might have stayed. But uh, you know sometimes that's what it ca- kind of comes down to. You know, and that's the difficulty maybe sometimes in in uh, in MLS is fitting um, your best players uh, within your budget. You know, and that's the difficult part. So. It's it's no surprise. It's just it, that's how it is. Um, but um, I actually, you know, I went to uh, to Chicago and I really enjoyed it there. You know, uh, I, I 
you know the training was great I, you know the, the club was brilliant um, I got a few goals as well which was always yeah. nice you know so I really enjoyed that so um, these things you just experience go through and you know some, sometimes you know you end up staying with a team for a long time where you, it's unexpected sometimes you actually move on when it's when it's unexpected and this is just part of the game what is it that's made you want to stay in MLS now instead of, I mean, you, I'm assuming you'd have had loads of offers to go back to England, maybe the championship overseas or whatever. What makes you want to stay in MLS now? I mean, uh, I guess if if I can, first of all, help my teammates, um, you know, give people experience of playing in Europe, um, then that's a great thing uh, for whatever team I'm at. Um, and also I, because I enjoy it, you know, I enjoy the league, you know, I enjoy playing here. Um, uh, I've, I've definitely enjoyed Canada, I've definitely enjoyed the US. And uh, I think just um, like I said, you know, for me, it's, it's I'm not a case of where I switch off and, and say, oh, I'm not going to learn anymore, or I'm not going to get better or, or I'm not going to, you know, play any longer. For me, it's about playing longer, learning more. You know, I want to be out there, I want to be playing, I want to touch the ball, I want to score goals and celebrate and, you know, all these things is what I enjoy. So that's that's why I'm here. You know, that's that's why I play is because, you know, the, the enjoyment of wanting to be out there, wanting to work hard and, and when that ball hits the net, you know, and, you, and the whole team gets around you and, you know, those are the things that, that I'm here for, you know, and, it, and it's, it's really that simple. You know, I want to be part of a successful team and uh, part of, um, you know, be a, a piece uh, within a, a group of players that, uh, you know, achieve things, you know, and that's, that's what you aim for. That's great. Thanks so much for your time and Thank hopefully you. we'll maybe see some of your famous backflips and we'll a blue see. fight. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Cheers, Thanks. Robert. Thank you. So that was a very fascinating talk you had with Robert Earnshaw. He was very open and talkative. There. Yeah, I, I could really have talked to him for a, a lot more, but by the time I had turned around, everyone else had left. So I thought, he's going to have no idea how to get back to training camp. I should really let him go. Essentially, like uh, you were mentioning before too, uh, him, between him and Rosales, you can have like an hour show if you wanted to, with the amount these guys talk. And uh, other people are talking too, that Ka... Talks can talk forever and, and can keep you in stitches too, so it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, but I think we, we might do a, a veteran show uh, one day soon. What another kind of show that we are gonna do something soon is WFC2. Whitecaps USL season gets underway at the end of March, and they announced three their first three signings today for the team. Yeah, uh, you got uh, Jordan Haynes, uh, who plays a little bit left back, a little bit of central mid, can even play the wing, um, and also you have. Um, Mitch Perot, holding midfielder, and then uh, Jackson Farmer, who can play central defence and he can also play on the right side. And we're going to hear from all three of those guys in a special WFC2 podcast that we're going to bring out maybe at the weekend, starting next week. It's open tryouts on Saturday, and we're going to head along to that and, and see what familiar faces we know. We know there's a few guys that are coming in to try out. WFC2 camp gets underway on Monday, 
I'm looking forward to it. It should be good, and we're going to bring you a special special WFC2 podcast, as I say, and we'll hear from Alan Koch a little bit in that as well. Now, will you be live tweeting from uh, the open tryouts to let us know if Jacob Linsky actually shows up? Well, if we see the oxygen masks down by the side of the pitch, then that will give us a good indication. I might might tweet out from the tryouts, actually, and, and just see if there's any well-kent faces that, that we can put out there. But it's, it's an exciting time for the Whitecaps. Let's just hope, as we discussed earlier, that the season does get underway. If nothing else, we know that the USL season is, is going to get underway. So at least we're going to have some football to watch. And of course, we have some football to watch uh, next week. Uh, Whitecaps will be heading out to Portland, uh, playing the Invitational. I'm not even sure what they call it now. They call it the Road City Invitational, but they call it something Yeah, it's, it's the Simple Invitational now. Uh, simple tournament for simple people. That's basically Look. how I think Portland are selling it. <laughs> Okay, so so you'll be heading down there for the full week. Uh, you'll be in training. I'll be heading down probably for just a game, um, and we'll hopefully be able to do a podcast from there next week as well. Yeah, we Whitecaps are going to have three games down there. We hear there could even possibly be a fourth one, maybe that's that's getting set up as well. So everyone that's going down, you're going to kind of see the Whitecaps in some really strong games. They're playing Chicago. They're playing Portland. They're playing Stabæk. Um, and it's an interesting mix because you're going to have Frank Yallop and Bob Bradley down there, two coaches that had been linked with the, the Whitecaps job. And I'm excited because I'm going to get a chance to speak to Scottish international Sean Maloney when he's going to be there with Chicago. Excellent. So we'll bring you some stuff from that, but that's all for this episode of the podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Steve, if you just want to tell everyone where they can find you online. On Twitter, oh, at WhitecapsBeat, and occasionally writing for Canadian Soccer News when the season starts. And you can read all my stuff online, AFTN, on Canadian Soccer News. Get there, AFTN.ca, CanadianSoccerNews.com. We are working on our own AFTN site, which will be coming out very, very soon. And it's shaping up to be really, really smart. I'm very pleased with how things are going. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm Michael McCall. You can read all my tweets at AFTN Canada. And I'm also the beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com. And you can read all my Whitecaps coverage on there. So until next time, as always, thanks for listening, take care, and mourn the caps. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, friendly reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it? You know, legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Oh... Everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm? Ten minutes left. Yeah, but-